Hi, we want to welcome you to our podcast today. And let me introduce who we have. And across from me is Kitty Ramirez. She is director of our training department. And here we have my mom, Doris, who is CEO. And I'm Christy Craddock. And we are with His Truth Transforms International. And we are a biblical counseling, teaching, and training ministry. And today we want to talk about faith and prayer. And so we want to talk about um, faith to start with. And let me read Matthew 17, 20. And it talks about Jesus replied, because you have so little faith, truly I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. So in our counseling and just sharing with our counselees, what would you talk about as far as faith and being as the size of a mustard seed? What does that even mean? When we think about a mustard seed and how small it is, and yet it tells us in Luke that uh, it's a, it's the smallest of probably all the seeds, and uh, and that's very difficult to realize when, as we start as a believer, we start growing and, and stepping out in faith and praying to God that our increase our faith increases. Just like a mustard seed, you throw it out. You don't have to do it a certain way, and then it, it starts growing. And eventually, those seeds become a tree, which is a protection for the for the birds. And uh, when we think of that, that's what happens to you and I. As I step out in a given situation and allow the Holy Spirit to work in my life, and it also increases my faith. Mm-hmm. And Kitty, I know you've had some experiences along that line. Well, and I have, Doris, um, and it's I think it's like most of the counselees that come in uh, to see us, uh, they'll say that they have little faith, they don't have faith enough to, you know, fix their situations, or they're uncertain on how to move this way and that way, and um, it would be like, I think all our salvation experiences, and I'll, I'll speak about mine, I, I know, as well as I'm sitting here, I had teeny tiny little faith when I accepted Christ as my Lord and Savior, but um, that teeny tiny little faith was connecting with a big God that um, offered that salvation and that regenerated life. So it's not so much how big our faith is, but what our faith is connected to. And if our faith is connected to that one true God, then, um, and we begin moving on that faith, then... um, it's let me let me backtrack here. The faith that we have as a mustard seed is what introduces us to Jesus for our salvation experience. Mm-hmm. It's the prayers and the connection because we're talking about faith and prayers. It's as we continue to grow in the Lord. It's those prayers that allow me to learn the nature and the character of Jesus and God and the Holy Spirit. And so in talking with counselees that come in with that teeny tiny little mustard seed, it's encouraging them that we have a great big God that does know what he is doing in their lives and does know how to resolve their problems and their issues. What would you think? That, you know, talking about prayer and and faith, you know, there was a point in my walk, spiritual walk, that I didn't think God loved me because none of my prayers were being answered. And they were prayers of being married and of having a family with children. And this was probably in my 40s at this point. And I just, talking with my father, I just didn't understand why God didn't care to answer those prayers. 
And he explained that I need to know God from the word of God mm-hmm. and rely on that. God does and, and God does not love me based on the answers to my prayers. Right. And that really spoke to me. And mm-hmm. I had to decide at that point, am I going to love God because of the answers to the prayers? Or am I going to love God because of what his word says and develop that relationship? Mm-hmm. Because what I realize, even from our counselees, but from my life personally, is we pray to God in circumstances to heal, to stop it, to change it. It's our expectations instead of God, what do you want to show me in this situation? How do you want to grow me? Yes. Or allowing it, no matter how tragic, to let God be our refuge. Mm-hmm. And it talks about in Psalms 34, 8, it says, Taste and see the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Fear the Lord, you his saints, for those who fear him lack nothing. And we don't see that. And we just have this list of expectations in a certain circumstance. And when those aren't answered, we think God's failed us and abandoned us. Instead of seeking God to give us his peace and love. And as we do, really kind of surrender Mm -hmm. to the situation and allow him to work in it and through us. That's what grows our faith. Mm-hmm. But it really comes to a point where we have to be convicted. And that's as we grow and allow God to spiritually grow us, we realize it's less about our answers and more about seeing God in it. Right. And that's what grows us. Exactly. I think of that scripture where it says, wait on the Lord and he will give us the desires of our heart. Mm-hmm. And I think we need to look at that word wait because as we pray and trust God and to realize it's really in his timing. Why? Because he has such a better idea and a better plan that we don't have a clue what he's doing. And uh, I think it's wonderful when we look back and see, now I know why God closed that door. Now I know why this didn't happen. And we're so excited and thankful to the Lord that he didn't answer that particular thing because I thought it should be the way I wanted it, just like what you're talking about. But he does, he is, he does answer and he will answer. But we have to realize it's in his timing. And then he says, what? Well, don't forget to thank him for the answers. You know, and it's interesting to know that um, we have the Holy Spirit that intercedes on our behalf, and we have Jesus that intercedes on our behalf. So Mm -hmm. many times people, the counselees will come in and I don't know how to pray or I don't know how to, you know, approach the Lord, and which we come alongside and help them in that uh, area. But it's not so much about how many of my prayers get answered. Am I learning to know God God's character, and God's nature. And um, it might be nice for some of us to step back from time to time and just take a pause and and listen to God. We don't have a problem talking and talking to God, and but we do have a problem stepping back and just listening to what he has to say and his word will unfold that. And um, also, Lord, what is it that you would like to change in my life, my behaviors or my emotions, and uh, what truth do you want me Mm -hmm. to begin to walk in? What would bring joy to your heart? And uh, most of the time we're looking for God, you know, here's my checklist and this would bring joy to my heart, but Lord, what would bring joy to your heart? Mm -hmm. Where is it that I can live more um, fully from who I am in Christ and not allow those emotions to become the authority of my life, but 
uh, your word and um, let let the vehicle of prayer be what that opens that up. That's true. In Psalms 34, 18 and 19, it says, The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. A righteous man may, may have many troubles, but the Lord delivers him from them all. And that's where, as we grow, we realize each disappointment, each situation that for whatever financial troubles, you know, whatever it could be, if we allow God to live through us and give us his peace, where it becomes more about the worshiping God and the relationship with God, that is where the true inner peace and joy comes from, no matter what's going on. And so to allow each disappointment to grow us closer to God. Exactly. And that's what we disciple people in our ministry to do as we've even allowed that in ourselves. Well, uh, an example that I shared with Doris uh, earlier, um, several years ago, my husband and I were about ready to leave the house to dash off to work. And my husband came over to me and said, I can't find my keys. So I did one of these rabbit prayers real quick. All right, God, we need to find the keys. So I dashed through the house, looked over all the ordinary places on the counters, in pockets and things like that, couldn't find the keys. So then I decided um, to get a little bit more serious in my prayers. All right, God, we really need to find the keys. And I think that's primarily how most of us pray. We're in that situation. It's like, I need it now. So, um, and this is your, your faith as small as a mustard seed where it's kind of all about us. I need it now, but we're connected to a big God. So I went through the house again and um, in the corner were my husband's boots. Now I've known this man for 38 years. And so looking at the boots, there was a sense, and I do believe it was from the Holy Spirit that the keys are in the boots. And I went over the boots and lo and behold, there were the keys in the boots. 38 years knowing this man, he has never put his keys in the boots. So I grabbed the keys and I started to make the dash out to the kitchen to say, I found the keys, I found the keys. And there was that sense to stop. The Holy Spirit, once again, stop and connect with the Lord, to know his nature, to know his character. And I picked up those keys and I said, thank you, Lord, that you found the keys. And then the prayer went into worshiping him for his nature and his character, that you are the finder of lost things that I was once lost and I will never be lost again. And your heart is that not one should perish. You are the God of reconciliation and you redeem us. And I thank you for not only finding these keys, but finding me. And with that, I was able to go forward, but it was pausing to connect with the Lord right at that moment, instead of just going out the door and on with life and letting it be said. He says, call him to me. And I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you know not. And as you mentioned that mustard seed, both of you, to think as we look back and see as we've called on him in different areas, we don't know the, what the expectation is sometimes. We don't know what the result will be, but it really doesn't matter if we've turned it over to our Father. Our Heavenly Father is going to take care of that, and he's going to bring it to fruition in, in his timing. And that's what's so exciting is we trust him. So we get our eyes off our emotions, off of the anxiety, off of what we want, mm-hmm. and just say, God, I want what you want. I want. I know it's going to be the best. Yes. Like you were talking about with the keys. Right. 
And, and don't we find that often when we connect with the Lord, not only do we discover him more clearly, but our emotions and our concern for the circumstances don't weigh as heavy on us. They start coming in line with each other. We have that peace. And that's where we grow. That's where, right. Where we grow in that maturity and become uh, more like um, the Lord has designed us to be. Mm -hmm. And we're not so scattered and we're not so chaotic because mm -hmm. we're learning to trust in him just by the answered prayers and just by how he moves in our lives. And That's he's so, so detailed and so intimate in what mm -hmm. we do. You both said that so well, because you know, there's in Philippians 4, 6 through 7, which is such a popular yes. verse, verses, but it says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request for God or to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. And you also said it so well that it's part of allowing whatever you're going through to allow God to show up in your life, mm -hmm. to experience Him. Mm -hmm. And we don't. What we do is we are disappointed because the situation is not turning out like we want or something has happened that's is out of our control and we don't we put up this wall to God and get angry and mad and then we're like well see he doesn't even he doesn't even give me peace he doesn't even answer my prayers exactly. where we don't stop and allow whatever we're going through good things or bad things to mm -hmm. take us to God to allow him to give us that peace and you both said that so well um if I may I'd like to just break down this prayer a little bit where it says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer. And that word prayer is uh, worship to God. It is recognizing, and we've mentioned this so many times, mm -hmm. his character and his nature and his attributes. And then it goes on to uh, petition. In some translations, it's supplication. That's specific prayer. I'm now asking for specific prayer and then we move in with thanksgiving. I'm going to praise the Lord however, and leave the results with him however he determines to answer that. And I wanted to go over to 2 Chronicles 20 and um, uh, starting off in uh, verse one, we have Jehoshaphat um, had heard there was a, a great army coming against him to do war. And it's interesting because in verse three, um, the alarm and fear drove Jehoshaphat to God. And our alarm and fear for the most part drives us to substance abuse or drives us to what's going, a crutch that is gonna hold us up or it drives us to panic, it drives us to chaos. And yet this news drove Jehoshaphat to the Lord. And uh, just like in Philippians, where you had read that, Christy, we have in verse six in Second Chronicles, Joseph, uh, I'm sorry, Jehoshaphat proclaimed who God was. That um, so here we go into prayer that you know God, you are you are a warrior, you are you are a creator, you have done all these wonderful things, and then in verse seven, Jehoshaphat reminds God of the things that he does in the, in the past. And oftentimes I know for counselees, I'll give them homework assignments. I call them uh, blessing notes and put them in a blessing box. Every time you see God answer a prayer, write it down on a little piece of paper and put it in this box 
so that you will remember down the road the things that God has, has done. So just like in Philippians, in prayer, we're worshiping God for who he is, what he has done, and then Jehoshaphat goes in, into the specifics on what's going on. And what is so neat, God, God says um, that the Jehoshaphat and all the people waited on the Lord for his answer. And oftentimes we don't wanna wait on the Lord's answer. We wanna move out ahead. And then the Lord spoke and he said, um, of course, you know, we hear this time and time again, do not be afraid. You will not have to fight this battle. Take up your positions and stand firm and see the deliverance the Lord will give you. And so we often ask and the counselees will ask, what do I stand firm on? We're going to stand firm on the truth and promises that God has has mentioned in his word and affirmed in our lives that we are his children we are holy righteous mm -hmm. blameless saints that he is faithful he will never leave us and forsake us so when we feel chaotic and out of sorts and in a panic let me stand firm on god's truth and god says this battle is not yours it's mine you stand firm on the truth the people then went into praise before the battle ever started they thanked God that they had the victory. They thanked God that what he had spoken would come to pass. And here we're right back to Philippians that we have a heart of thanksgiving. I might not see it at this moment, God, but you are faithful and you will pull me through. So Second Chronicle lines up just beautifully with Philippians on how we can go back to recognize God and worship him in the midst of what problems and situations we have got going on. And that is what builds our faith because we know the true God for who he is. That is, that's very good story and how we disciple people to understand the stories of the word of God yes. are to be learned to draw back on for examples to show us what we can do in our lives mm -hmm. to bring God there and in, in current in, in our circumstances. In my life, um, in 20. 14, a month after dad passed, I ended up in the emergency room and it was the exact same room where dad had just been. Mm -hmm. And so I was not happy. I was hurting at kidney stones and I was, I was angry. I just didn't get why, you know, I just went through all that with dad and now here I am and poor mom's going mm -hmm. through all of it. And I just, I just remember just being just angry and just, there was no peace, you know, and, and yet because of that situation, well, let me backtrack. I had had that kidney stone or kidney stones for years. In fact, I'd been told don't go travel internationally when we did mission trips internationally because anything could happen, I would go anyway. And, and so this was the time that they decided to show up. And so, which I was really glad I was in the United States. But um, so we end up in the emergency room and that night I'm checked in the hospital and because of the way the scheduling was, he had to put a stent and couldn't just do what he needed to do, but it gave the doctor time to kind of look around. Well, they found bladder cancer. And if they had not been there at that time, I don't know if they would have found it before it had spread. And they found it where it was in the first layer removed it and I didn't have to have chemo or anything else. And that really shook me because I thought here I spent all that time being so angry and frustrated, yet God was protecting me. And 
I really chose after that to start looking at, even in the midst of my pain, whatever that is, because I have migraines, I have different things, but in the, in, in the physical pain that I have a choice mm-hmm. to allow that peace that he promises to overtake me, or I can be angry and be mad at God that I'm in this again. Right. And it really is a choice. Mm-hmm. And it's my choice to say, and, and let the circumstances play out to say, is God there or not? Mm-hmm. Because the word tells us he's always there. Mm-hmm. It's us, we stop, whether he gives us his peace and love and joy in the midst of that. Exactly. And that really showed me that, you know, it's a choice and to allow God to give you his peace in the midst and that he will turn every disappointment, every trial, every physical health issue into his good at some point if we allow him. Exactly. But it's if we're allowing ourselves to grow in maturity in our faith and even allow him to show us even how prayers can be different. And because it tells us in Deuteronomy, we are set apart. Mm-hmm. And like you're explaining, we don't allow ourselves to be set apart. We just fall back into old patterns or we still allow the world or people in the world to be our go-to instead of God. Yes. And that's where in our counseling, we try to bring people to where they go to Christ in his word as their foundation. Mm-hmm. Instead, we try desperately to let people meet our needs or money or whatever that is. And it's always going to fall short. Mm-hmm. And yet we blame God. Mm-hmm. And yet we never allowed God to be in it in the first place. Well, then through your hospital stay and the kidney stones and finding the cancer, you found a a peace and a, and a joy of the Lord within that, maybe not at that second, but shortly, you know, however long mm-hmm. afterwards. And that's what the Lord is calling us to do is to find joy. In James, it says, find joy yeah. in your trials and tribulations and, and persevere. We're to keep on keeping on that I might not see God at this moment, but I will persevere and keep on um, as he strengthens me in building my faith that he is trustworthy. And I might not like the circumstances, but I can experience that joy and that peace within the circumstance. If we allow him if to. If we allow that's him right. to. And that's the key. Exactly. Well, it says in everything. And that's so hard because when you just had that sickness and in everything, you didn't know what was going to be the outcome. Mm-hmm. And I think of Jesus when he was in the garden with the, and he was in with the vineyard keeper and he'd been looking for fruit. And, and he said to the innkeeper, for three years, I've tried to find fruit in this tree and it never has produced any. And he says, this, he says here, it shouldn't even use up the ground space. So he says, cut it down. And so even in that, Jesus, there was a period of time when he's working in our life, just like he worked with you with the, the illness. And he's working, but we don't know. He knew there was a timing that if that doctor could see that, they could get to it. And, uh, and that's what he does with us in our everyday life. So when something happens that just isn't when we think it's the right timing, you know, when he says, in everything, give thanks. If we have to choose, say, God, give me the strength through the Holy Spirit to trust you, even in this situation, even though I have not a clue what the outcome is. And yet he will honor that as we trust him. Well, it's trusting him enough to go, God, I'm angry. I'm just, I, I don't even know how to deal with this. Exactly. It's that keyword surrender in the midst of even not understanding or being angry, being hurt, mm-hmm. whatever that is, and going, God, just, I, I'm going to trust you enough to even start 
that little bit of faith that, you know, instead of being mad this time, I'm going to ask for your peace and guidance. You know, because his word tells us he is our refuge, but yet we don't seek him to be that refuge. Mm -hmm. And that's where to seek him for that. And that's where also in Psalms 4610, one of my most favorites is be still and know that I am God. So it is learning and knowing and understanding him in all of life's circumstances mm -hmm. that God, uh, we're right back to Romans 8, 28, 29, that God is absolutely conforming us to the image of Jesus Christ. And he's using the spectrum of life to do that. So that will be the good, the bad, and the ugly that life throws at us. Will we choose by faith to say, God, you are always good to me even though I may not see it at the moment. Mm -hmm. I wanted to end this podcast with um, some notes that my dad had written on prayer. And one of, he talks about hope so prayers. They're like leaving a memo with God, hoping that he might pick it up and act on it, but with no real conviction that he will. This kind of praying lacks any real confidence in God that he will answer our petitions. And you all address that. That's how we kind of start out mm -hmm. with that, you know, those memos to God prayers, so to speak. Well, then we have no so praying and it's invading the privacy of God with such intensity that we get in our minds that he has in his mind about the thing or person we are praying about. This kind of prayer allows us to see the character and personality of God. This kind of prayer allows us to possess as our present possession that which we are seeking from God. No so praying demonstrates a trust in God to the degree that we truly believe that God will do the thing we've prayed about and he will do it within me and through me if necessary. And it talks about, that's Matthew 12, 21, and all things you ask in prayer, believing you shall receive it. But it's knowing and trusting God enough to leave it to his timing and to his answer of that prayer because he will give you his best for you yes. in the answer. And that's what we hope to convey today is people can understand what faith and prayer and it's allowing God to change that in us. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you today for listening to us and you can find us at www.histruthtransforms.org.